Hey friends, um, so today I want to like share this one single verse that's made a big difference in my life and it's motivated me to pursue the glory of God the rest of my life and I, I know this is a testimony of sorts but it's more than that. It's uh, pursuing God like uh, is vast and it's rewarding for all believers and, and I know that uh, that many of you have a taste for God and God's glory as well. And I want to just touch on this subject today and, um, and hope to encourage you in this pursuit. So, uh, this one verse is one of those light bulb above the head type verses. Um, when God awakens you to His glory, that's what happened for me with 2 Corinthians 3.18. I mean, it didn't all come at once. I remember that the day that that light bulb started flickering on and off. And I decided to to pursue uh, what God was saying in that verse. Here's the verse, um, 2 Corinthians 3.18, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, and being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So, um, here the Apostle Paul is referencing uh, back to Moses and, and how he would remove his veil whenever he would go before the Lord. And um, then he would come to the people and they could see that the skin on his face was shining. And uh, then he would relay God's word and what God had said to the people. Then he would put his veil back on and and go back out into the world. I think much could be said about the way Moses used the veil. But uh, today, I want to focus on something from the verse that I call the principle of associated glory. And uh, the principle of associated glory, here's my definition. We become like those things we associate ourselves with to the degree that we do not veil them out. And I mean, this principle is shown in relation to God in the verse that I just read. But we can also see it playing out in uh, physical things as well. And I want to give you a physical example and then a spiritual example of the principle of associated glory. All right, for the physical example, uh, we turn to Paul, and in um, 1 Corinthians 15, 41, he tells us how celestial bodies in the heavens have glory. So today we're talking about glory, right? Um, here's what it says. There's one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for star differs from star in glory. So glory for these heavenly bodies uh, seems to be defined as the attributes and the characteristics that um, distinguish them from one another and tell us what they are. So, so then regarding the sun, the principle of associated glory would say that if we do not veil out the glory of the sun, um, then we would pick up some of its attributes and characteristics, right? In October 1976, my best friend Carrie and I, we um, put that to the test. We tested out that theory, 
in Hawaii for four to six hours. And uh, what we find we found out was that we picked up the characteristics and attribute from the sun. Uh, we laid out in the sun on the beach without any suntan lotion, to the best of my recollection, and it transformed our skin. Uh, kind of like uh, the glory of the sun of God, or, or of God transformed the, the, the skin of Moses. <laughs> so yeah, it glowed, it was red, it was hot like the sun, and it also transformed our trip. So there you have it, scientific data for the principle of associated glory in the world. Now for the, exper- uh, the spiritual example. Um, this... Uh, in the New Testament, we see Peter and John, and they're in Jerusalem, and they're preaching, and they're bragging on Jesus to the rulers of the city, the scribes as well. And uh, here's what it says in Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. So. You know, the glory of God has changed Peter and John, right? Um, Let's go back to Moses for a bit here, and we'll be closing here pretty soon. Uh, Here's what Moses prayed to God before he went back up on the mountain for 40 days with God. In Exodus 33, 18, he said, Moses said, please show me your glory. And, And like the stars and and the moon, the, the glory of God, uh, seems to show us his own characteristics and his attributes, even who he is. I mean, we know this because uh, of how God answered Moses. He told him all about himself. When, when he asked to see his glory, God told him all about himself. I mean, he tells him his name and how he is good and he's sovereign and he's holy in all his ways. And then he he told Moses how, hey, you know, you can be in my presence, but if you do, you have to be covered. So (laughs) I think we can see the gospel hidden in God's answer to his glory. So in in seeing that the glory of God shows us who God is, I mean, surely we want to pursue knowing God better and better our whole life long. So then the next day after Moses prayed this prayer, he, he goes back up on the mountain. Um, with unveiled face Uh, and he's with God 40 more days and when he comes back down it was clear that something had changed Moses the Bible says in Exodus 34 29 Moses did not know that skin on his face shone because he had been talking with God so um, you know being with God not veiling out his glory it transformed the skin on Moses' face, and I think this physical change points us to the spiritual, the spiritual truth um, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, that, that we're transformed as we look to, to God, and the glory of God transforms us as we look to Him with unveiled face. It, I mean, it also points us to the changes we saw in Peter and John, right? Uh, something had changed them being with God. So I'm just going to close by saying this, how that uh, thinking about the life of Moses, um, he saw much of God's glory throughout his life. 
And I was thinking about at the burning bush uh, when God told him his name there as well. I am. And, and what the significance of that might be. And, and then how Moses went to Egypt and the, the plagues. God showed him his glory in the, the plagues. He showed Egypt his glory. He showed the whole world his glory because they spoke about the glory of God and what he did in Egypt. And then at the Red Sea, Moses saw the glory of God and then throughout the wilderness. And even in our text today, where Moses asked to see the glory of God, and God told him who he was. Uh, so what I want us to get from today is, uh, from this testimony of mine, is that Moses pursued God's glory all the way to the end. And, and we should let him be an example for us. Even right before he died, and I think the Bible says he went to was going to be with his people. So um, he was going up to heaven to be with the Lord. And um, right before he died, even after he had asked to see God's glory and God had showed him his glory, he cries out in Deuteronomy 3.24 at the end of his life. Here's what he says. Oh Lord God, you have only begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours? So, you know, I hope I encourage you with this today, friends. Uh, I mean, glory of God is our pursuit, and that's how we grow, and that's how we find joy uh, as we see Jesus more and more uh, as the greatest treasure in the universe, and we turn away practically from uh, the, the, the promises of sin uh, as God is doing a work in our lives. So thanks for letting me share that today.